Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis, for those of you who don't know, who are joining us for the first time. And yes, today is Thursday, and you know what that means, another installment of Trading Thursdays. Our guest for today is our second Jordan, also our second Adams we've had on the podcast. He is a full-time trader, a land developer, and fourth-generation entrepreneur. He is also known as Django. Everyone, please welcome Jordan Adams. What's up? All right, all right. Awesome. Great to have you on. Let's dive right in. How did you first get into trading? Man, I was living in California at, uh, I think in like 2013, I was living in California all through like my twenties, but Mm -hmm. I had, a it was an interesting situation because I needed a job, but my license has had expired in Texas. And if it's that way in in California, they won't let you do anything. You can't get a job. You can't get, you know, insurance. I had a hard time getting a phone. And so I just ended up looking up ways to make money online. And of course, just like most people, I came across penny stocks and Timothy Sykes. And I opened up a demo account. And long story short, things fell through in California where I was at at that point in time with the people I was with. And so I just came back home and I had like a new perspective on, you know, why I was going to go home and save my money. It's easier to do that and to go generate the income if you have a why. So trading had become my why. Because although I had a lot of like false hopes and ideas about it, things that would turn out to be very painful lessons to learn, it has been what it, what I, you know, what I thought in the beginning, which is, you know, if not total financial freedom, it's a, a tool. So where you're not so, you know, like tied down to one income source. So I just thought it was worth learning. Um, and I never went to college or anything. I mean, I took some courses, but the thing I've studied most of my life up to this point is definitely going to have to be trading. You know, I just thought it was worth it. So I went for it. Nice. So can you remember your first trade? And if so, can you tell us a little bit about it? Your very first trade. I can remember my first trade. Uh, I don't know what the ticker was, but I guarantee you it was some penny stock. I want to say it was like five bucks or something like that. <laughs> and I was in a Starbucks and I had just had like $5,000 in my account. And I was just remember being like, I don't remember what it was, but the first live trade I ever made, I bought something and I got anxious. I was like, I don't know how to sell. And so I just <laughs> immediately like figured out how to sell it. And I don't know if I made money, but I do remember the rush and the feeling of like, Oh shit! Like, what am I doing? What have I done? It was it was pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, I don't. It, it was I don't know. <laughs> all, all the rest is history, I guess. So, what was your mindset then compared to when you're making trades now? Uh, I I was like a lot of people. I have the romantic idea of I'm gonna get lucky. I'm the lucky one. Yeah, the risk is great, but right. not for me. Right. Like you know, you're gonna I'm be gonna the make- the one in a million best story millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and another thing is, is that I did I may have thought penny stocks, and I'm not like a, a Timothy Sykes fan, but in all fairness, what 
drew me in was that he's like most of these these stocks are trash so we make our money from shorting them so even when i came into the market i was like you know i was already looking like like okay you're gonna get screwed if you do that i'm out to make money off people losing their ass and penny stocks essentially what i thought to do and um uh what what was the question again? Like, what was your mindset then? As oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mindset now. was the mindset was different because I just sort of, while I had a better understanding of the reality of it, I still far underestimated it. And nowadays, um, the biggest thing is that I'm not out to prove this like fantasy of how trading is supposed to be or what it's supposed to be in my mind. I'm much more realistic about risk, about return, um, about participation. Uh, those are all things that are things that I've had to learn with seat time. And that's the great thing about trading experts. If you ask me my favorite, one of my favorite, well, my favorite thing about their, their, uh, you know, philosophy and their, and their teaching is in all, in all real, you know, if you look back at it, it's, they teach you how to stay alive. Right. They teach you how to, you know, um, Survive open yourself another day. Yeah, they they teach you how to you know open yourself up to the market as far as benefiting from it. But no matter what, you're not going to lose your shirt if you just follow these, you know, and um and that's basically where my my mindset is different now from then is back then. Like I said, I had that run of the mill. I'm going to be the lucky millionaire, and now I'm like it's like a job. It's it's not as fun anymore. It's nothing like that, but it's automated for me nowadays and it is much more just boom, bland, bland, bland. It is what it is, but it works for me and it pays me. So I know it's, it's, it's a lot more like a job, but I do love it. I do still love it, but it's just not like it. That's the difference really, you know, a dream and a real job right. is what it is for right, me now. Right. Cause I was going to say, I wouldn't want to sell trading as a boring falling asleep at your desk type of thing, but I feel like, People need to understand that, yes, you're not always going to feel that rush. Yes, you shouldn't start trading be- to, to sort of chase that rush and that adrenaline that you felt that first day you traded a penny stock. But it's understanding that there's going to be times where it's not going to be as fulfilling or as fun. But if you stick to certain guidelines and you stick to a game plan and you stick to your risk reward and your mm-hmm. stop losses, it's going to be beneficial financially for you. Yeah, and I'll tell you another thing because a lot of the trading that I have done because of my dealings in construction and pressing manners outside of the stock market, for a long time, it's not that swing trading didn't work for me. It's just that I didn't have the ability. I didn't have, I had the time. I chose to spend it doing other things in construction. So when I did trade, I just wanted something that was intraday. And I'll tell you this, that I made a lot more mistakes when I did that. And every time I was making one of those mistakes, those intraday mistakes, it was exciting and it was pushing. And that's when it's like gambling. When it's going right, like the other day, I don't know if you saw the LK trade, but uh, a couple other people and I were in it from the same area. And like, I just, I don't know, like once things, I'm so wrapped up into, you know, controlling the risk and watching the risk and reading the order to make sure that buyers are stacked up where I feel they need to be, that I don't really care. The more something goes up, the less I give a crap about it. Cause at that point in time, you know, I'm just moving on to the next thing. And it's like uh, boring trading for me is good trading. 
it's when it's all exciting. It's when it's all exciting and oh, what's gonna happen that it's, I just, I, 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 I mean, that's fun like anybody, but I don't have as good a success as whenever I'm just like, okay, and I just sit back and, and let it go. Damn, you know? that's deep. I've never heard that before. Wow. <laughs> Wow, well, damn, that took me off guard. Like, it's just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it, when I'm, you know, it's, and it's the dead truth too. Like my most, like, you know, I don't know my, all my best trades have been just, I'm like watching paint dry <laughs> and all the most intense shit is when I'm losing. That's when I start, I'm a bad loser. I have no, no tolerance for losses. You know what I mean? To a fault. Right, right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, so anyway. what do you think is the best way to handle losses, whether it be in the markets or and or in the business industry? Um, the only way to handle losses in my, for me is you, like I said earlier, you have to have a why. If you just wanna take pictures on Instagram of your computer next to exotic places, and, and I've been that guy too, dude. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I mean, everyone does. When you trade, you gloat. Like, that's just, it's something out of your league, so you wanna, you wanna express that. But if you're just doing that, for that, my experience with trading, it is not worth the ups and downs. Um, what really got me through it was the why. Like, why am I learning to do this? Okay, it's gonna, you know, transform my life on a financial level, so it's worth sticking it out. And it, it was never about when am I gonna win, when am I gonna win, it was I have to figure out how to do this. I've got too much time and money invested, and I, you know, this mental capital, what else am I gonna do with it? And I know it'll bring money. It's all of the roadblocks are psychological and they're self-imposed. So if you have that why that you can sort of get over that and it's something more than I just wanna look cool or you know, I just wanna get rich quick, I think you can get through anything, whether it's business, whether it's relationship issues, whether it's learning something difficult, it's all about your why. What are you in it for? And that is, you know, my answer to that right so and i feel like that's very important um because there's this uh guy's name is jim Rohn. i don't know if you heard of him but he's a he's well known in the motivational world and yeah he he says this one quote something in the in the lines of if you know your why your how isn't is easy or your how isn't Mm -hmm. important so besides knowing your why why do you think most people crack under pressure when it comes to the market Man, I don't know. This is going to be a kind of a far left and deeply opinionated answer, but uh, not far left. Like, you know, just it's going to be out. Right, right. But um, it's uh, so like in like Alcoholics Anonymous or people have, you know, it's a 12 step program. One of the key factors there, in fact, the only way that anyone's ever completed a 12 step program is if they have a belief in like a higher power, whatever that may be. And so, um, you know, for me, it's, that really is it. That's another, that's another big thing. It's the, it's the, are you meant to do what you're doing? And do you believe that you're, I mean, I guess too, certain people say that a a degree of luck is involved in anything Mm -hmm. and you know, fate just shines on you when you're doing what you're supposed to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's like the number one thing for me. Like I'm a very, uh, I'm a, I'm no angel whatsoever, but like I'm a, I'm like a God fearing person. And that personally, you know, for me. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, why should people treat trading like a business? Well, because 
it is a business. You're trying to make money. Like there's, like I said, if you just want to look cool, that's great. You can do that. But if you want to make money, you have to be disciplined. You have to be, you know, uh, I think you, you don't have to be active trading, but you need to be doing something pertaining to it every day. You need to be reading an article on it. You need to be reading a book on your on, you know, the, philosophy that helps you get through, you know, and you need to just any, just like you would for a real estate license, or if you were developing a neighborhood, or if you were a teacher, you don't stop learning about something if you're a true student of the craft. And, and that's what you have to be as a student of the craft. If you want to continue to make money. And I don't know why the hell you'd put yourself through this if you weren't in it to make the money. Right. So, you know, uh, but yeah, it's anyways, that's why I think that trading should be, ta- you know, treated like a business because it's just, uh, um, you know, there's, there's no other way to be successful at it. I mean, you have a, you're more likely, I think more people that probably set out to be brain surgeons complete that path than <laughs> set out to be traders, like successful traders for real. Like, I mean, it's like every, like no one, no one in my family takes me seriously. You know what I mean? Well, they do nowadays, but like whenever I first started, no one did. They're like, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, sure. did. yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you have to treat it like a business because that's what it is. Right. And if you do, I mean, I make, when I'm active, I do just as well in the market as I do elsewhere. You know what I mean? So it's worth it if you just sit down and convince yourself to think objectively, you know, manage your risk, stay alive another day, you know, uh, don't make stupid decisions and learn from your mistakes, which are always that you run a business. If you can do trading like that, then, you know, you'll be successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, and not only can you be successful, but there's no other way. Right. I don't know anyone who treat, treats trading like a gambling thing. And I know a lot of them, right. you know, and the, I, I don't know any of them that actually make money in the markets or anyone that just buys shit because it's, you know, oh, so-and-so says this is going to happen and this is going to go up and Bitcoin this. And, you know, it's like, I don't know anyone who's half ass about it that actually makes money. That's and that. It, that's the correct term. Half ass it. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at people like Ben or Shake or, you know, these other guys, you know, that make money, they all have clear, definitive plans and assessment. Each trade is a business deal. Mm. You're reading the supply and demand of something. You think it's going to go up, you know what I mean? Or down, whatever. But I I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really see a way to succeed at that when you're competing against a bunch of other people that it legitimately is their business. What business do you have if it's not your business? Mm. So, Dang, you, know. you dropping gems right now, man. <laughs> you dropping gems. All right, so what is the number one thing people tend to forget or don't think about when starting a business, in your opinion? I think, um, unpopular as this may be, I think people are entrepreneurs. I think they want to they don't want to take orders from people. They don't want to do a nine to five. They want money. But, uh, you know, I don't. And I know it kind of like it kind of it kind of goes back to what you said before. It's just knowing the why and knowing yeah. that if you have that, then everything mm-hmm. else will fall into faith along yeah. with your actual exactly. faith and your belief system and all of those things. Um, and I know you kind of answered it before, so I don't want to burden you 
with like trying to overthink it, but yeah. I got nothing but time, bro. You know, I, I still want to go talking in circles for you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people, a lot of people fall short because they ha- they totally underestimate the journey. They totally underestimate. Like I can remember, I can remember vividly listening to a video from, and I've listened to them all, all of the day traders and the you know the the. The, the the IG guys and that's when Ben first hit me up. Ben's the one who originally reached out to me. I just thought I was like, yeah, okay, bro. I've met so many people like, you. and it's just he wasn't that way at all. And you know, so it was a different thing. And I'm going on a tangent. No, go ahead. But but they they totally underestimate the the journey, and that's what I did. I heard somebody in one of those videos say, uh, you know, it might take five years to really get to where you can manage risk accurately. You can hold an account together. And I remember just being like two or three years in and being like, fuck that, like five years. Like, and I, even I did it and I'm very much so like an entrepreneur on like a, a very deep level. That's like, I'm just, I've never been anything else. I've never, you know what I'm saying? So uh, but even I like underestimated it. And I think people do that with a lot of different things. They under they don't give the situation the respect that it's due. Mm. And that's why they fail because they don't take it seriously. Mm. So what do you think needs to change as a whole in order for the stigma business tends to fail after the first year to no longer exist? So that stigma doesn't doesn't exist anymore. What needs to change? Uh, the fact that man. businesses don't last more than a year. Well, I'll say this, that um, there's an old saying that goes, you know, weak people make hard times, hard times make strong people, strong people make good times, good times make weak people, weak people make hard times. Does that make sense to you? (laughs) It's. It means that people, and as we go, like the people that built up America, what we know today through the industrial revolution and things like that, uh, the wars, those were real hard times, real times of uh, depression. Mm -hmm. And, and those, the learnings and the fundamental truths from those, those people's experiences are what this is all American, you know, economy and opportunity is all a byproduct of those things. So I think one of the reasons why we fail to succeed that is because we come from a time where everything is so easy for us. Everything is so right there in front of our face. Everything is just so, and people, they take on something that is just fundamentally challenging, like taking on a business and it doesn't work out for them. And they claim, oh, it's just, well, one, you know, most businesses fail or most businesses, no, it's not. It's just most people can't do it. They can't do it. And that's very unpopular answer, but it's the truth. That doesn't mean that only certain people can do it. It just means that most people don't have the exposure of the challenge on a developmental level as people, you know, to withstand the things like repossessed cars, like, you know, uh, lights getting turned off. Uh, you know, uh, these, these things that happen to people, you know, like you get, there's not a single billionaire that's just like, yeah, one day I woke up and everything was fine. I just, you know, I did everything, you know, everyone's got to been through this shit story and it's not the, you know, it's that story that really makes them the way it is. So, it be just, but, but do you think, sorry to interrupt, but do you think that, and I always access to, you know, I've asked this to my previous guests. It's like, you know, as far as trading and in the business industry, do you think that, people need to go through that certain experience to sort of 
develop their mind to sort of callous their mind in order to be successful, in order to succeed in something? When you go through that experience, you figure out if you're meant for it or not. When you're, because it's going to happen to you, whether it happens to you like as a person, as a child, a part of your developmental years, Mm -hmm. or whether it happens when you go and try to start a business and you fail, you're going to face that, that necessary, you know, um, you know, that necessary, uh, roadblock. Yeah. That trial that prove your worth and you'll figure out then if you have the why, if you have that ability, you'll figure it out, but you've got to go to, you know, I'm reading this book right now called the obstacle is the way. And it's uh, basically a book on stoicism and I'm not going to get into that and how it relates, but that whole saying, the obstacle is the way it is like the challenge is the proof. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, and I don't know, like I really do like, I do feel like there's a point in time in my life where I just felt like nothing would go right. I couldn't make it. I felt like I was more prepared than most people and things still couldn't go right time and time. One time I woke up and I was holding something long trading and, and in construction. And I had like little to no money to trade with. And it's always for the past like three years been part of my income. So I woke up one morning and I was holding something long and, and I wanted to sell and and the TD Ameritrade, guy wouldn't like, like the, 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 the account or the app wouldn't respond. Right. So an hour and a half later I held for like, I think it was an 8% loss. Well, I had nothing to do. And that very same day I lost like a building contract. Uh, my truck like broke down some, some bunch of horrible things. This was just like not too recently in the past. And, you know, and I, I remember just being like, wow, like, this is one of those times that everything just goes wrong. And luckily I had been there before, but it does seem like if you can just get through things like that, the universe is like, all right, let's quit fucking with this guy, you know, like move on to someone else. He's not going to give up type of thing. It's like, uh, it, it really does feel that way because eventually things just queue up and things just line out and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I could, that wasn't so bad, but it does take, getting to that point and f- coming face to face. Okay. You really want to do this. You can either go through the shit or go get a job application, you know, go, go put out job applications, go update your resume. Like once you get to that, that battleground, only certain characteristics and certain people can actually make it through and then go on to lead a successful business life. In my opinion, my experience, it kind of, but it kind of, it kind of sounds like, What's more important is having the understanding that when that time comes, when that trial, when that obstacle comes, it's more important to understand that you're in that obstacle, you're in that trial, but this this isn't it for you. This isn't the end. This isn't the bottom. It's just a learning curve. So I feel like from what you from what you just said, like when your truck broke down, when you lost the building contract, when you couldn't sell when you couldn't sell that 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 trade and you was down 8% you had the understanding and the mental capacity to understand that okay it happens i was expecting it i was expecting something to happen shit happens you know i'm in a rut right now but i'm going to get through it i'm going to move forward from it and i'm going to learn from it i have i have always come from like a family of entrepreneurialism and i've always done that so like i have said even i was a little more prepared for something like that 
but I was taken back by how someone like me who plans for things like that and mm-hmm. doesn't get discouraged was like still facing it. And it was just that reality check. It'd be like, you know, if someone who was really good at trading just took a big loss mm. just to be reminded, hey, you're not impervious to this either. Mm. It's the, the rules are the same for everyone. You can duck it for everybody. Everyone gets hit with a shit stick every now and then. And so that's just, yeah, that, I mean, long story short, exactly what you said. I mean, it just, there are certain people, whether it's their why or whether it's their, um, you know, just their bullheadedness, they, they make it through shit like that. And it's just yeah. having it's just having that humbling moment that we all need that, that why that why you know i mean there's a, there, i mean your why has to be so stout that you'll humble yourself i remember a couple times trading and being like dude you have got to get this figured out there's no if ands or buts for you you know you got to you you have to learn and i look at everything in life that way it's i have to right. and it was many points in time where i was like dude what you're doing doesn't work and you need to take a backseat to your own account and you need to go back to the books and you need to listen to the, you know, only take out things that other good, uh, you know, successful retail traders are actually thinking of do things that work. Stop trying to do something that, you know, you're out of your league about. You have to have so much determination that you can humble yourself to that and, and just, and just, and just take a backseat mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and that's not easy for a lot of people. Definitely not for me. But, you know, like I said, I've been doing this, you know, not just trading, but, you know, what I'm doing forever. It's just sort of what you have to do sometimes, you know. Right. So you mentioned earlier that uh, you were a fourth generation entrepreneur. And when you told me that, it sort of kind of like pondered in my own mind. And I sort of realized that I'm a third generation entrepreneur. But the thing with me was that my grandfather, um, he was an entrepreneur, but he instilled in my mom that school is important. School is important. Stay in school, get an education, work and have a steady job. And then that was instilled in me. But my grandfather and my mother and myself ended up being entre- successful entrepreneurs with that entrepreneurial spirit. So it wasn't sort of that entrepreneurial spirit wasn't passed down to me. So was it the same for you? Was that entrepreneurial spirit a way of thinking passed down or did you just did it just come natural for each one of your generations? So, I mean, that kind of that's a great question. And, uh, you know, real quick, when we think about entrepreneurs, we automatically think of success and money. Right. A lot of entrepreneurship in my experience from my family was done out of necessity. Like you had to figure out a way. One second, I got to plug this thing in. You had to figure out a way when you were like my great grandfather or something to make money in the area of which in, in which you were. It was like the entrepreneurialism came like this is someone who starts a business you know, not because they want to be in business because they have to make money and generate something. Mm. And so while I have seen successful entrepreneurs in my family, it was sort of just an onset thing. You know, um, some people way back in time were law enforcement. Some people way back in time, like the majority of the family would be in banking. Some people would be, you know, this or that. So on. So my family were entrepreneurs and they were like cowboys and ranchers and shit like that. But, um, but all, you know, on my mom's side and, you know, extended family over there, all entrepreneurs. So, and it was just because that's kind of like what you had to be if you wanted to be in business. Cause I mean, you, you couldn't really just go get a job in like the early 1900s. You could, but 
if you wanted to be successful at something, you didn't want to make 15 bucks a, a week, you, you had to, you know, you had to start your own thing. So it seems yeah. like that, that spirit of why rolls deep in your, in your family. Yeah. I would rather fail trying to do what I'm doing than to make it in, you know, some other way, just because it's just not, I wouldn't, you know, it's just not who I am. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, that's, I not rather, how, that's not how your blood runs to your, through your veins. Nah, I'm not built that way. So as an entrepreneur, what are best ways to stay focused? Because I myself and speaking honestly and frank is just sometimes hard to stay focused because I'm interested in so many things. So I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to. OK, I want to start this business. OK, I want to start this online uh, thing. I want to do this. So what do you think are some key things that probably has helped you out to sort of stay focused as an entrepreneur? Um, I've been obsessed with it since I was a kid. You know, um, uh, I love to wake up and figure out where the next dividend is coming from. It's it's the hunt, the chase is what helps keep me focused. I don't think about anything other than that. And anything that I do think of is a product of getting to where I want to be, like, you know, dreaming about cars or like I'm a big fan of architecture and nice homes. So I look at those a lot. I'm a big car guy. I love racing, things like that. And those interest me because they are products of what I intend to be. Mm. But you know, you know what I'm saying? If, if that makes sense. But all I, all I ever am after is setting out what my idea and my goal is. It's single purpose. I don't have like hobbies. I mean, I have things I do. I love snowboarding and surfing and riding motorcycles and all that shit. But like all I do is wake up and, and chase what I'm after. So it, I don't really get tired or lose focus. I don't, I don't have that problem. I don't really have a good answer for that either. Cause I just always after it, you know? Hmm. Alrighty. So, so why Django? I know I'm sort of like switching <laughs> like a quick right turn real quick, but just, just to wrap up things a bit. Why Django? Why are you known as Django in the alpha chat? Uh, Django is a freed slave, man. Do you know what I'm saying? Like okay. Django found a way at a point in time to make something happen for himself and get what he wanted when everything was stacked against him. And uh, I just love old cowboy movies and shit too. So, you know, I just like, I remember I was, you know, it was whenever, before the election and we were all trading, I was living in California and um, I had savings that I brought out there. It's when I was really starting to just trade. And I wasn't, I was just getting lean on my savings and my, you know, outside of my trading capital. And I just remember being like, all right, dude, like if you're going to make it work for yourself, now's the time to do it. And, and I did, I started making it work and with trading experts and, you know, using them as a beacon to help me find my way. Um, I started making money and then I started putting money away and making a, and building my account and living, you know, the life that I, you know, wanted to live. And I just remember one of the most sobering things in trading to me is whenever you make you know, 3,000, I mean, some of these dudes are right. Like Adam, he's yeah. making 50 grand in a day and shit like that. I don't, I'm not on that level, but <laughs> I will tell you when you're out trying to get it and all of a sudden you generate what takes a grown man with a four year degree an entire week to make when you do that by 1030, you're, it does mess with your psychology a little bit. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, I don't know, man, it just sort of, I forgot what, what the question was. Why again. Django? Oh, Django. Cause I figured I was like, damn dude, like money isn't 
sort of real to me right now. At the point in time when I picked Django, I was like, dude, I'm just making this crazy money. Like, like I don't like I'm, you know, I remember the stock market opened at 630 in California. Okay. So I'd be done trading and like make, you know, 1500 bucks by like 930, 10 in the morning. And so like, I'm just chilling and, you know, not to be too TVMA, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> smoking a blunt on the beach at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I got more money than I've ever like really made that quick. All right. I just remember being like, dude, I'm fucking free. Like I, like, I don't, I don't have to do that shit anymore. And like I said, I love old Western movies and Django is actually an old Western movie before it was a Jamie Foxx right, movie. Right. So I just thought Django. <laughs> And I Crockett is my middle name, and I use that because I don't like to go by my last name. Not like I do, like personally, but not as far as business is concerned. Okay, got it, got it. All right, so any advice or comments for the up-and-coming trader and or business owner? Well, um, just to wrap this up a bit. The thing that I would say is just keep your head down and keep swinging. That is the number one deal. Like, if you wanted to make it real simple, it's just bleed out of your face, go blind, deaf, and dumb, but don't stop swinging. You know what I mean? Don't you, like, cause the moment you give up is the moment you're defeated. And it's just crazy. Cause if you just keep your head down and deal with the bullshit, no matter if it's trading or business, it all comes together. Like I said, the, you know, they can't, it can't eat you, but it can chew you up. You know what I'm saying? So you just, that would, that's all I would really say that. And as far as trading is concerned, I really do think that trading experts is like an indicator to me. You know, I go in there, I see what a bunch of really intelligent people are thinking about the market. What are they saying? What do they think about this stock and this stock and what are they bringing in? There's, you know, you, I kind of see like different traders have different like styles of what they're at. So, I mean, at some point in time, I just fully utilize the information that's in front of me and trading experts, pays for itself 10, 15 times over. If you ask me as far as information and, you know, just stuff like that, I would say stick with, with people who know what they're doing. And my experience as trading experts is the best at doing that. You, you kind of answered my last and final questions. <laughs> Why trading experts besides yeah. what you just said? <laughs> ben, dude, he hit me up like, man, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was like the end of 2015, maybe it was like the middle of 2016. I don't know. I don't know. He had, and he was, it was so funny cause he, he knew how to like ask these certain questions that were about what I was losing on. So he, I, you know, like I'd be showing something cause you know, like he does, he goes through it, he flames up all the, you know, the yeah, fake, yeah, yeah. fake accounts and shit. And so I was, I was one of those, I was a buster. Right. So I'd be like posting like, you know, $400 win, you know, something like that. And he gets through the hashtag or whatever he would find me. He's like, how's your trading going? I'm like, good. And he'd ask me about things like, yeah, well, how are you doing in that triple ETF? And I'd be like, like, (laughs) he just knew all of the problems I was having before I, you know, and like, I don't know. I just respected that of him. You know, it kind of commanded respect out of me, you know, like I'm a, I'm a very objective, you know, person when it comes to who I, you know, take direction from. And so that just sort of caught my interest and, uh, and, um, and then, I obviously I started making money with them. And so, you know, and then, like I said, nowadays shakes philosophy, like I'm sure for a lot of other guys in the chat, it's just sort of like the way they think about the market. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the way 
you know, you know, like today I was talking, I asked someone about a stock and it was like, well, I'd like to see a little more consolidation like this. And I was like, that's just so something like shake would say, you know, it's, <laughs> a, it's just a proven model to me. I know how to make money with the trading experts. You know what I'm saying? So that's why trading experts for me. Dude. Perfect. I mean, awesome. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me tonight on this awesome, awesome uh, uh, opportunity to be able to speak to you. Man, you dropped some gems tonight, man. You dropped some gems. I really appreciate you taking the time and just talking with me, man. Bro, I'm here all the time. If you're ever down in Houston, hit me up. Oh, for sure, for sure. Guys, thank you out there for everyone who tuned in and listened. I really appreciate you guys just taking the time. And hopefully you guys are learning through these Trading Thursdays and these awesome, awesome uh, trading experts alpha chat members uh don't forget to check out our website www.paradisos.world our instagram paradisos podcast and our twitter paradisos 101 thank you guys again until next time god bless you all my beautiful people peace Thanks.